Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about and reviewing the entire series of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, yeah, I freaking love this, uh, this series. I'm excited to talk about it. Spoilers for the review. I mean, it's fine. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's not a, it's not a big, uh, spoiler, I don't think. No, no, it's not a spoiler. Uh, I, I also very, very much enjoyed it. I am, uh, I'm excited to chat with you about it. Um, cause it's like, you've been doing the whole, like, Hey, watch two episodes at a time situation. Yeah. I've been watching them as they come out, like along the way. Yeah. Um, Funny enough, I I had like watched this thing this last episode like right whenever it came out like because they were dropping at like two a.m. Uh, Central Time or something like that, and I just happened to be awake and I was like, I was like I could go to bed right now like I probably should do, or I could stay up for another hour and watch this thing be one of the first people to finish the Obi Wan Kenobi series and I did it I stayed up I watched it it was fantastic so anyway yeah yeah you know that's that's all I had to say about that. <laughs> You know, people can watch how they want to watch, but uh, I, I like I really actually liked the uh, the two episodes at a time deal this time. It, like it's kind of like uh, basically you sit down for um, kind of an hour and a half long movie each time, which is kind of cool. And and I uh, honestly feel like the the story arcs kind of like played well together, which is cool uh, two at a time. Yeah, I think like and as like after I found out that you were doing that, because um, like they dropped the first two episodes together, right? Yeah, you know. Yeah, so and you're so, gonna like, do that with the first two. Yeah, so like initially I was already like doing that, and then whenever I like knew that that's what you were doing, I was like, okay, that actually makes a lot of sense, and and I feel like, dude, I feel like you know, and obviously like, everybody, you know nothing star wars can come out and make everyone happy like it's just like it's just not a thing that's gonna happen and uh, you know in, in ever um Do what? sorry like I... something star wars can't come out and make everyone happy every oh, star yeah. wars fan yeah, happy yeah. but yeah. like i do feel like partially the week-to-week episode thing might have been some of the like you know some of the the you know some some frustrations that i saw where it's like yeah. literally the next episode like answered the the frustration that somebody right. had with it yep. it's like okay yeah just wait just 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 like yeah this this seems like a series that maybe you you know certain you know certain personalities might be more okay just waiting where it's like you know you just just wait a sec and we'll have it we'll have, yeah. we'll have answers to those questions we'll have like things will be you know closed answers will come and that sort of thing and I, that's part of the disservice of putting out something as yep. like a week-to-week thing um that way there's so much about like the lost mentality of like oh well i you know you, i need answers to these questions will they I never answer my questions cuz lost never did but then like you know episodic tv in in these days most of the time like kind of fills in a lot of those those unanswered questions um i just don't think that that audiences are built for episode to episode viewing anymore yeah um you know like we've been so conditioned because like the same thing is true of like stranger things. Like you have all these questions you're like, what the heck? But then you literally can just keep rolling into the next episode. You're like, Oh, I get it. And so like, to your point, a lot of the, the disgruntled, you know, like trying to figure things out. Like mm-hmm. if you just could just roll through it, like you yeah. would, it'd be answered. And I think it's just the fact that you have to wait and you, you sit there and 
and talk about it and re- like read things online all week long, you know. And I, yeah, you know, not 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 that it affects me personally most of the time. It just uh, I do think it affects the 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 perception of series like that. Yeah, and I mean, like I I I do feel like the Stranger Things, like the last season that just dropped, like it was a huge part of the conversation. Whereas like a lot of a lot of people were talking about, it, and then all of a sudden, just kind of like the buzz dropped off a little bit. Where it's like I don't I I haven't talked to anybody about Stranger Things in a in a while at this point. <laughs> and so whereas like Obi Wan Kenobi, I feel like every week it's like part of the conversation and stuff. So I don't know what benefits a show from a viewership perspective more. Um, because like, if you present this thing, oh yeah, here's this art piece, consume it how you want. You can do episode to episode, one episode a day. You can do all at once, whatever you want. Um, like stranger things does. I, I, you know, does that benefit a show more than episodically like, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi? I don't know, man. It's a good, it's an interesting, interesting thought. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, we'll talk more about that later in the episode. Um, and we also have a pick of the week. But first, John, what have you been up to this week? Man, so I feel like other than Obi-Wan Kenobi and just happening to be up, uh, there's, you know, I've been playing some Apex Legends. I've been uh, playing some Flight Simulator since they, they did that like most recent update. There's a lot of things in there that I hadn't experienced before. Um, a lot of types, like different types of planes too that they have in there. Cause like the top gun stuff is in there. So you can fly around in like a jet and stuff and have like lots of different challenges and things with the, uh, with the, the, the top gun kind of pack there. Um, that game is consistently like awesome. Like every time I load it up, um, I have a fun time playing it. Like I find myself like super enjoying a lot of things. A lot of locations got like, um, updates, like not necessarily texture updates, but like they did the, um, elevation. So like, for instance, like, uh, Disney world down in Florida that you can like go there, fly over. And now they have like the, 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 the castle is the right, like the, you can see the turrets and like things like that. You can see like space mountain is the right, uh, height and stuff like that. So there's there's a lot of like additional photogrammetry that they've added into the game in this most recent update, and uh, it's uh it's pretty cool, man. I uh, I really enjoy that game, but pretty much that's that's what I've been up to. And everybody's already kind of heard me talk about a lot of those things. <laughs> nice. What have you been up to this week? Yeah, I mean this will probably be a pretty short uh, section for both of us. But um, so the main thing that I did that was brand new was uh, I on Sunday last Sunday I went to the. Um, Nashville Soccer Club game in Nashville. They uh, they just built a brand new soccer stadium, um, and uh, so I went uh, up there and saw my first professional soccer game. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the stadium is uh, super super cool. Like it's like real uh, open open air kind of like uh, deal. Even on the concourse, it just feels like real wide, real open. Um, tons of like food options. Like we're talking like uh, Nashville like staples. Um, in there and uh like there's like daddy's dogs is in there um things like corner pub um just like very uh very very good food options like i would go i would go just for the food honestly nice um and uh yeah it was it was uh it was a lot of fun so um it was just something something new that uh i hadn't uh hadn't gotten a chance this is the inaugural season uh, or, or in the in that stadium, they've been in Nashville for a while, but they've been playing in the Sound Stadium, mm-hmm. uh, the baseball stadium, and uh, and so I got it was cool to be able to go in the for the inaugural season, and um, they uh, uh, had they were on a winning streak until I went and saw them, and they <laughs> lost. 
Don't ever so, don't, don't go again, Chris. They're, they they need yeah. you to stay home. Oh, apparently. <laughs> um but uh yeah, it was it was it was great. It was a lot of fun. I would totally do it again. Um, Just, there was something the next time you go, wear a different outfit, and that'll yeah. you, you know it'll. So they be, won't know I'm there, or or just like it'll just break the curse, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah definitely. I mean, I don't, I didn't have any soccer gear. Maybe that, well, that was the problem. Mm. So I wore my Predators hat. You know, it was yellow, same color at least, and said Nashville on it. So, mm. uh, and uh, the I I wore the I wore blue shorts, which is their color. You know, but. Next time, hopefully, I'll have some uh, some actual uh, soccer gear that I can actually wear. I dig it. I dig it. Um, how like so? It, so it was a loss. It wasn't like a tie or anything. It was a nope. loss. Okay, straight up loss. Okay, man, that is that's a pretty big bummer, man. It's a pretty big bummer. Yep. yep. Um, but that's awesome. I I always uh, you talking about the food. I like that's. That's one of the biggest things I feel like, because like you, you go to like a sports uh, stadium, like in, and finding out like okay where what what food is there, like that's always like I, I like to 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 go. I remember like Bush Stadium whenever the new Bush Stadium um, opened, walking around and being like okay what are just the options, you know, and like you get get up to a place and you like look at the menu because like there's one place in that entire stadium that like serves a specific thing, like oh they're the rib or like whatever right and uh and so like you know you just want to see what all the options are before you uh before you buy something so yeah it's always always a good time um well chris we're gonna talk about obi-wan kenobi but first the pick of the week pick of the week all right john what is our pick of the week? Oh, our pick of the week. We've only done this like maybe once or twice uh, before, like where we have a, a unified, we've talked about it beforehand, pick of the week. A lot of times we just go, hey, I have a pick of the week. And it goes, oh, I also have a pick of the week. Um, but this time, Chris, our pick of the week together is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge game uh, that came out last week. Yeah. Um, it's a jam, dude. I, uh, I have played it and I have like, so surprisingly, I, I played it with, uh, with, with our friend Miguel and I beat it question mark. Um, cause he and I like played some, some stages on like my game and the way that I, I thought it worked was like he hopped into my game and then like, oh, we play through some stages and then I'll hop into his game and then play some stages. And so like, I, I thought for some reason that he and I had like played through like, you know, a few stages on mine and then we hopped to his, which was later in the, in the, uh, in the game. But I think he was actually at the next level. Um, like after the one that we left off on mine, but at the same time, the progress carried over to my game as well. So it wasn't like I was hopping into someone else's game and, and playing there. It was actually like progressing on my side too. So, uh, whenever I beat the game, you get Casey, Casey Jones, um, as an unlock. And, uh, so I, I was surprised whenever we, we, we actually like beat the game that night. <laughs> It's wild. So did you did you skip a level? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. I don't think so. Like whenever I went back and looked, I couldn't find the one that I hadn't done. Um, that I it said that I didn't have progress or collectibles in. Um, but I thought for some reason that we had like ended my game on 11 and then skipped to like 13 on his. So I thought that level 12 would have been like unplayed on mine, but it was not. It was. I think we actually like some like I just missed it somehow. Interesting. 
Um, but it's a blast, dude. I uh, I enjoyed it. What did you think of your time with it? Because you haven't beaten it yet. Like you played uh, played a night. Yeah, I have. I haven't beaten it yet. I'm ha- about halfway through. Uh, I love it. I think it's great. I mean, it's 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 way. It's a uh, you know side scrolling brawler, um, kind of like the other turtles games. It feels way more. Um, uh, approachable than the other games. Um, it's just like way less punishing um, on, I guess we were playing on normal difficulty, whatever the middle difficulty is. I'm sure it's 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 harder up. But like, and, and I would say like the Turtles games weren't, weren't necessarily just like super, super punishing, um, but they were, they were built as um, arcade games that you, that they wanted you to feed coins into. So right. like, like you kind of like they they aired on the side of let's make this just real 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 hard, um, and and then like the, the specific levels in the old games would just scale just completely out of nowhere to just an unbeatable level, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, this this game it feels really really approachable really really fun you there's a sense of progression there's lots of unlocks there's secret like collectibles that you can grab that then unlock other levels. And like um, you can uh, 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 basically rank up your characters and get different um, like different levels of super. uh, I don't even know how to to say it. Like like special attacks. There's like, and you can do your special attack while you're doing like, Oh, while you're in the air and it'll do a different move or like while you're backflipping and it'll do a different move. But all of those are like behind this, uh, this leveling up progression um, point system uh, for each individual character. So this, you know, there's the uh, seven characters. And so you can basically make it to level 10 on on all of those characters. Um, And you can like switch on the fly, which I really enjoyed. Like whenever I was playing multiplayer with, uh, with you guys, like it was just like, Oh yeah. in between every level, like you can just swap to a different character if you wanted to. Um, And uh, I thought that was a really interesting idea. The leveling up system, dude, I remember in, so this is the same developer that did uh, like Streets of Rage 4, which we really loved. And it had a level up system, question mark, but it was like so exorbitantly hard to like really like level up a character. Like by the end of the playthroughs, I don't think you and I had really gotten to the point of like leveling anything up with those characters. Um and so, like, this one being more accessible where it's like, hey, this isn't, like, a big, like, oh, yeah, insurmountable amount of points that you can get to, like, get an additional super, get, like, a change in, in your moveset. It kind of, like, ramps through the whole game. Um, I swapped characters a few times, but I ended up on my main character, my I mean, first playthrough or whatever. Um, I ended up at level eight. So I figure that, that, like, if you do one playthrough with every character it'll probably get you to level 10 with all of the characters. Like, so one full playthrough would get you all the way up to level 10, which is max level. Yeah. Yeah. 10 is the max level for each character. Um, which I feel like would be pretty satisfying. Like to, you know, that, that felt like a good amount of, uh, of on ramping as far as the power goes, you know? Yeah. That's cool. Um, um, yeah. Music is fantastic as well. Yeah. 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 The the music is is cool. I I would say like, I don't think it's as good as I think I enjoyed streets of rage music better. Hmm. Um, uh, and, and definitely enjoyed, um, the Scott Pilgrim, you know, kind of music better. Yeah. yeah, Um, that's a different composer as well. I, I haven't tried it with six players, uh, yet because you can have six players playing simultaneously. I have not tried it that way either. I do feel like that that you'd need to up the difficulty to make 
I don't think it like scales like for because whenever we were playing with the three of us, it was like this is on medium and it's like it was feeling real easy. Um, then whenever I was playing like by myself and I was on like the lowest difficulty, it was like, man, I was barely making it through sometimes. Um, and then whenever I was playing with two player on the medium or difficulty, it felt like it was, uh, it was, you know, pretty balanced where like we barely make it through a few times. So, um, yeah, like I, I think that the, uh, like if you're going to do the six players up in the difficulty, but also it's like just so chaotic with even just three characters, <laughs> on the screen at one time um oh yeah it's hard to keep track of the chaos i can't imagine yeah totally um as far as uh like cost i don't even know how i think it's normally is it normally 25 dollars so. let me look it up it's on game pass for free or i mean you know obviously it's on game pass not for free but you know what i mean included like, uh, included in included your, your with, subscription included with game pass yeah um so uh that's super cool if you have game pass definitely play it um i recommend it uh once i finish it we could do uh kind of a review maybe have miguel on or something like that or uh, cody fun. and uh and review it but um yeah i like it a lot yeah dude uh so i'm putting it up if you wanted to buy it physically it's 40 bucks if you buy it digitally it is 24.99 yeah so 25 dollars. so nice um my thought is it's worth the 24 bucks i think i think it would be it, no, definitely it, you know it's it's definitely worth worth the the price and then it's absolutely worth it if you have game pass <laughs> download this thing oh, and play totally. it um but yeah chris that the pick of the week for both of us is teenage mutant ninja turtles shredders revenge all right john it's time to review obi-wan kenobi um Obi-Wan and i kenobi. And I just want to jump straight into spoilers again. Okay, um, okay. We'll, we'll jump straight into spoilers again. Spoiler territory. If anyone yep. hasn't watched the series, turn it off. Yeah. We, if you want to hear our initial impressions, we kind of talked about it uh, a few weeks back um, with when, when we uh, watched the first couple of episodes. But yes. uh, uh, this is we're going to be talking about the whole series. Um, and I'm just going to jump straight to uh, one of the craziest parts, best parts of this entire thing, dude. Uh, when Vader pulled that ship out of outer space or out of out of out of the air and Dude, ripped it apart, that like, oh man, like the viciousness with which he froze the ship in midair and slammed it to the ground. <laughs> yeah, dude. So there was, and I think I've talked about it on the on the podcast before. In uh, when when Disney rebooted the Star Wars comics, there was a comic. Um, I think it was Darth Vader when he basically um, pulled down a, an a, or ATST Walker. I'm pretty mm. sure it was a, it was the bigger one. Pulled it down, just like crushed it, and like came out. You know, like he mm-hmm. was he was basically the same kind of thing. He was just upset, and he was just using massive force powers. Yeah, and and um, you know, like in the films, like I don't know if you've seen him throw stuff around, but like just because we haven't gotten. Um, other than Rogue One, we haven't seen any kind of modern film with Darth Vader in it like this. Yeah. We just haven't seen this stuff on the big screen. We've seen it in, in comics and heard about it and read about it in books. But, dude, just watching it, I was like, holy cow. Yeah, dude. And, like, in the the intimidation of that moment of just, like... Just like walking with purpose up to this thing, and it's just like bam, and it's just over. And you're like, the 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 thing that I was shocked about was that like 
that they weren't in that ship that like yeah. someone anticipated this very situation of like well, Obi-Wan did you know and yeah and, and like they're in the ship behind the ship and it's like that's able to get away like in in and it's like oh man that, that's such a cool concept i actually rewound like after i watched the rest of the episode i rewound back to that point and the ship is back there like it's just i didn't like the the way that they uh you still they, see it yeah they structure the shot and the way that it feels like it's you just don't notice it like your eye is drawn to the ship taking off and you're like well it was there the whole time <laughs> that's wild see well and like like the crazy thing to me is and, and and they kind of illustrate it is just like how well um, they know each other. And, and this mm-hmm. is where I, I hope we get like a season two in the future where they can explore that relationship more because um, you, you see the relationship between Anakin and, um, and Obi-Wan in clone wars. And, right. and then it makes a lot of the stuff that happens in like the, mo- the third movie, second and third movie make a lot more sense. Yep. Um, and then it also like now even this, I think makes, uh, a new hope make a lot more sense yeah. whenever Obi-Wan goes to confront Vader knowing that he like that's the distraction yeah like, like that's the distraction they need like yeah. he knows Vader's going to come after him right and he knows what the the moves are that Anakin's going to make yep and, and that it just I, I like and I love that effect I love that like it yeah. it's not just like this is a telling of a story like a Han Solo type scenario where it was like this is just telling of a story to like make the story like just to show it it mm-hmm. like enhances the the original material yes. which I love yeah and I think that's the thing like it's all additive to like enhance that and I, I was surprised by how much it didn't just add to the prequels like it wasn't just like oh this is like yeah, additional no. things for the prequels or for Clone Wars or whatever it adds to, like more so than any of that it that one exchange that they had on the Death Star it made that more meaningful like every yep. single time either yep. that, that first fight that Vader has uh, in the in, in like whatever rock that that location was like where he basically is just like he like torches him and he lets him get away where he's like this is like this is not the person that i am angry at this is like this yeah. is an old man you know <laughs> well and it's not, not necessarily an old man but like yeah and that, like i'm still thinking about that scene of like why he let vader go why he just didn't kill him because oh, no, no, point, I was talking about Vader letting Obi-Wan go in the first time like when oh, he the like first catches time. him on fire and then oh, like yeah because he's, he's just playing with him yeah you know, like eh, and I th- there's a little bit of there's always been that like little bit of Anakin that's just like he knows Obi Wan kind of is better than him, like <laughs> he has that fear at least. Yeah, well, he yeah he's definitely got like a confidence issue, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, I was more intrigued by like why Obi Wan left Vader, and, like especially mm-hmm. once he he realizes, oh wait, Anakin is gone. The person I knew is gone, and it, like and and that is a little bit like I was I was wrestling with that a little bit, but I think I like it where he's like, I killed Anakin, because like it's just this felt very George Lucas esque. Mm-hmm. It felt very like this is how he would have probably done this. It feels like where it's yeah. real on the nose, um, because that's kind of how like Lucas would do that. Han Solo, not how Lucas would do things. Just gonna call that out, but like this feels very Lucas esque. Where he's like, I killed him, and that then it immediately gives more like more depth to Obi Wan in A New Hope, telling Luke, Vader killed your father, right? And um, it makes that like actually mean something more yeah. than it did. 
well and then it's like you know and then later on wherever he says he's like why didn't you tell me he's like well from a certain point of view you know it's like yeah and and the fact that that point of view is in itself like almost vader is almost vader's point of view it's vader's point of view and it's like he he's like okay yeah all right (laughs) well because vader always or anakin Again, Vader sees the Anakin side of him as weak and ineffectual and mm-hmm. like all the things that he doesn't want to be, he tried to kill with by killing Anakin. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and the fact that like that in even in that moment where you're like oscillating between the James Earl Jones and the Hayden Christensen oh my God, voices, so good. it was perfect. And like that whole dialogue there, it it gives this like the context to what I never saw initially like whenever i first saw the original trilogy i never really real like i was like what are you talking about luke like there's not good invader you know? yeah <laughs> you know and and but he's like convinced that there that there is but that like scene in particular like there's that oscillation between those two voices the way that like he's he's like one moment of in bathed in the red light he's like looks furious at at, at uh at Obi-Wan, but then in the blue light, he looks a little bit, a little bit more like the, you know, the Anakin yeah. that we know from the prequels. Yeah. And it's like, there's a little bit more of that context for like, man, like it's hard to see, but if you squint, tilt your mm-hmm. head to the side and really try it, it, you know, you could see some of that there. Like he did in fact, basically t- absolve Obi-Wan of his like, hang up on having killed or like having uh, turned Anakin or being responsible. He basically says like, Hey, this wasn't your fault. It was me. Like I did yeah. this and he does it in an angry way yeah. and, and, and whatever. But like, it's, it's still well, because, helps because, him. because again, like Anakin's whole complex is that he doesn't want to be a victim to someone else. Yeah. And, um, whether it's the, it's whether it's, um, uh, the, uh, well, who killed his mom? Um, the Tuscan Raiders, they killed his mom. Whether it's um, Obi-Wan and, you know, like making him, he like he has to convince himself and others that like what he is now, he has chosen to become and he has made himself that no one else has played a part in it. Like he's, uh, he's his own self-determined, per- like that's his whole thing all yeah. like forever. Sure. And, um, and it, I love how, like, I don't know, this just felt very well, like, written. They knew the characters. They know, like, what their motivations are in ways that I don't think, like, it's just, it's a breath of fresh air when it comes to this new, like, Disney world of um of star wars and Mm -hmm. like i don't know like i mean they've owned star wars now for what 10 years (laughs) like at this point yeah like i mean it took us this long but man super worth it um just to get to this point and like i i do love that we had so we had like the training sequence where he's like trying to best obi-wan and like flashing back to that was like such a cool like cool back and forth between what was happening and Mm -hmm. what you know what we were discovering both about like the other inquisitor like reva uh the inquisitor there and like that sort of thing like that all felt so good yep and then to cap it off with this amazing fight on this planet full of these giant pillars of uh of rock is just like it was it was so good man um I think like yeah, and like you you mentioned Riva. I loved the turn that she made and like how they kind of wrapped all that together. I mean, that we kind of 
I, I think we talked about it maybe even like yeah. that maybe she was one of those kids up front and like yeah. it does make sense now that she was and we knew that like something wasn't going to work out the way she wanted it to because we we know in um uh in Rebels that the Grand Inquisitor is still alive and so yeah. like uh we knew like okay something's going to happen here I like I kind of wish and this is where it it goes to what you were saying earlier in the in the episode like I wish that all of these could have been binged all at once because mm-hmm. we would have gotten to that point where you realize, oh, Reva is like, she's this this way more complex character than she appears at first. Yeah. And I don't think that the writing necessarily, like uh, at least early on in the series, did her justice, her character justice. It didn't get quick enough into the complexities of mm-hmm. her. I wish we'd kind of seen shades of like, Oh, she isn't just this one note, hate filled, gonna, you know, get. It, we, it didn't really hint at another layer, at least not in a deep way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of wish we'd gotten there sooner. But once we did, I was like, holy crap. Yeah, this is insane. And, and I like, I love even the fact, like, she was still out for revenge on just Obi Wan. Yeah, dude. And then, but the, and then couldn't go through and become the thing that she hated that, you know, she wanted to, to get revenge on in the first revenge, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's and it's like that complexity of of character you're right like that that comes on very very late yeah. and the reveal was pretty epic like whenever it happened oh, where totally. you're like you're like wait a second like this like and wherever the whole line of like you, you know you're not bringing me to him mm-hmm. i'm bringing him to you <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's just like that that whole thing i was just like Pff! i was like this is just great i love it this and, is amazing and, and i think it's because like um I definitely think there was more care in the writing put like put in toward like people who are interacting directly with Obi-Wan. Yeah. And so like once she starts like directly interacting with Obi-Wan, that's whenever you start to see the complexities of, of who she is because Obi-Wan kind of brings that out. So like, um, that's the only, that's the only thing about this series that I'm like, I wish that they had handled a little bit better was just Mm -hmm. her character. Um, and just that, 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 that story arc. Um, early on in this series i also love though like so where she ends up where it's like you know because initially we were like you know we both kind of like agreed where it's like okay well she's probably not gonna make it out of this series right (laughs) you know we were like she there's no way something's Um, gonna happen but where she ends up i actually very much appreciate because it hammers home like that that idea of like hey if you deal with what you know your trauma deal with what has happened to you and like come to come out of it on the other side like a uh, you know, somewhat, m- you know, more defined as a person, like you can still make it, you know, you can still like be, be okay. Um, whereas like Anakin totally still caught up, even whenever that conversation with Palpatine there at the end, he's totally still just like wrapped up in Obi-Wan and like that revenge and like doing, you know, just causing pain and hurt where, you know, Obi-Wan kind of let go of, of his, his guilt and, uh, and, and baggage along with like Anakin. And then she lets go of like her anger in order to move forward. Cause otherwise like, what's the other alternative? She's like, now she's like basically almost like seemingly very, very badly wounded here on this desert planet. You know, like, I don't know, like what the other option there for her is other than just like letting it go and like moving ahead. I like, yeah, I mean, yeah, she's definitely badly wounded, but then we just saw the, the Green Inquisitor get killed, quote-unquote, in the same way, and he survived, so 
whatever yeah like you feel like the inquisitor should have probably like been like you know i got stabbed that way almost exactly that way uh just yeah. a little while ago can we maybe finish this off yeah <laughs> but he uh, seems like he's got other you know he's always oh, had like just other things going on <laughs> yeah um i i also love just the like whenever you realize that oh Darth Vader Anakin was using her too. Mm-hmm. Like he he did he still understood what was happening. Like yeah. it's like oh yes well, he's not he's not an idiot. Oh he, and um, he doesn't he call her like Padawan or, or like youngling or something like that. Like like he calls her yeah calls her youngling or yeah. something like that. Yeah like right before because like he he's known all along mm-hmm. <laughs> what's yep. happening, dude. In the Force fight with with the lightsaber and him just using the Force. Jeez, Dude, there's one. It. There's one moment that's like frozen in my brain, and like I, I think about like, it's one of those times where I'm, I'm super happy that like Hayden Christensen was in the suit. Um, is whenever like she like swings, he stops her hand, and then it hits her like, and she drops the lightsaber, and he catches mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And like that moment, I was just like, that is completely a prequels Anakin Hayden Christensen like choreograph move, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and like, and I, uh, but, uh, I kind of like the other side of the coin too. I, I really have like I came to like the fact that they didn't make this as highly choreographed and yep. um, just like crazy lightsaber fights as the prequels mm-hmm. or the sequels. Like because a you have um, Darth Vader who's inside the suit. He's he's still I think at this point still learning how to like be who he is and um and like you you see how he kind of fights in the the original series and, mm-hmm. and like it, it makes more sense now like how he yeah. gets to that point the same thing with obi-wan like he's older he's out of practice like he had forgotten kind of how to use the force almost you know Dude, like totally and um and so it, it like i i actually really like how the they definitely ramp up over the course of this series, the lightsaber fights, mm-hmm. but like they're not, they're still not like flying through the air, doing all these flips and like twirling your blades around and all that kind of stuff. Like, well, while I think that's great. There's a huge place for that. Um, this felt more true to what the character, who the characters are now. Agreed. Yeah. And, and you, you do bridge that gap really nicely between, uh, the, the, the original series and the prequels, because like, yep. you know, you have Darth Vader, like Anakin, like he needed to flip around and do all those things. Like, yeah. but Darth Vader has like this massive amount of force power. Um, yep. and so he doesn't really need to flip around and do stuff whenever he can literally just drag you back to him you know it's yeah. like <laughs> yeah and so like and same goes for like obi-wan where it's like okay he's older he's like he's you know he's not you know moving but he, like throwing those rocks at vader was just like such a nice cool uh force moment for that character um yeah. to kind of like be able to do these things again <laughs> well and here's here's like the here's the thing like by the time like um we get to the end of this uh, series we've spent um almost more time with all we wanted not almost we spent more time with oh we wanted Ar- anakin than anyone else in this and in, in, in all of star wars sure yeah um i mean and, if you can't clone wars too you know right and it just it just feels so good it's like this is this is star wars yeah and uh, it was it's nice compared to the sequels um 
to feel like the characters were respected mm-hmm. and um, and were uh, given the chance to shine in the ways that they shine. Mm-hmm. Um, like even you know you think about like in, in the Force Awakens, you know, like we just we didn't really get to see Han Solo be Han Solo, honestly. You know what I mean? Yeah, we saw him um, shoot a blaster in a, in cool ways a few times and and quipping right. you know a little bit here and there, but yeah, yeah, largely he wasn't like the scoundrel necessarily. He didn't make a cool escape, didn't come in to save the day, like right. you know, like all the things we kind of know him to be. Same thing with Luke. Less so with Leia. I think she was probably the most truest to herself. Yeah, which um, is which is which is cool. You know, it's like it's cool yeah. that we got that at least in some part for for the the sequel trilogy. Right, got one and third so, of them. <laughs> um, but I think about just the amount of time we've spent with these characters, and like, I mean, it's enough. And, and even just seeing Qui Gon, and we didn't even see, we don't even have that much time with Qui Gon, dude. Like, but like him being like. Basically, like, oh, I took you long enough. You know? I know, and but dude, I like by that point, I'm crying, like legit yeah. crying. Oh, yeah. I'm watching this thing, like I'm like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Yeah, dude, and like, and and that part of it is just really cool too, of just like you know the Quagon thing, and he's like, he's like, and he just kind of like walks off, like, hey, because you know, the whole time me. you're waiting for it, like you know you. There's that tease. Yeah, and he talks um, out loud to him. Like multiple times through the him, series. So you're like, so you're like, okay, is, is he ever going to show up? Is he just, is Obi-Wan just like, cr- not crazy, but is he just like, he doesn't really know how to commune with him and talk to him. Yeah, he's so he's cut just, off that he just, that he's not, he's just talking into, you know, yep. the void. <laughs> yeah. Um, that part, man, just hit me right in all the feels. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's, you know, th- those are the, those are the moments too, like with Owen, like I was happy on that oh, last yeah. episode Oh my gosh! that we had, uh, that we had both of the Lars characters like come back because like, yeah like, it, so to me, I haven't seen much that the, that those actors have been in, like they've been in some other things or whatever, but like, I haven't seen them act but other than this series. And like the first episode of the series, Owen Lars, like surprised me in like the the standing there in the street the level of like subtext and like the communication the subtle like cues that he and uh and obi-wan were like talking to each other like it it was so impressive to me that i was like kind of bummed whenever we like weren't gonna see him again and so i was happy that we had him back for the finale here and that we did have like some sort of a a closure to the whole like luke side of things too where he's like hey i'm gonna keep even more of my distance now (laughs) Like yeah. let him let him be a kid. I'm more of a danger to him than I am a help. You know. I think it was that, but it's also like he knows that Lars can 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 protect him to some extent. He doesn't go away. It's not like he leaves Tatooine. Exactly. Um, yeah. And we don't know what happens after this either. We just know that he. It looks like he's going off down that canyon where he ends up living, where um, Luke finds him in A New Hope. Right. Um, and. And so, like, I, I like the fact that there's not this animosity between him and Lars anymore um, and that he actually was introduced to Luke. So, like, that kind of, like, when he, when he was, like, hello there, I'm, like, oh, yep. my God. Yeah, dude. Grief. Like, you talk about you talk about those, like, I'm, I'm like, crying those moments. Iconic like that. lines. I'm I just, know. like, oh, man. Oh, man. What do you have to do that for? <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, I love it. Do it more. Yeah. They they missed a couple opportunities to, like or I, I don't think they missed them. They intentionally didn't have him say that. Yes. Whenever when, whenever like um, Leia 
introduced him or whatever uh, to the person on the planet that they were like hitching a ride with. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, they, he intentionally says like, hello. And it was just like one word off. And, uh, and I was like, man, they they missed a, missed a, missed a, a chance to say an iconic line there and but then they saved it for that moment and it was just perfect like the way yes. that, that that like pays off feels so good <laughs> totally um i love uh what kind of like we talked about it whenever we talked about the first couple episodes but i love being able to see leia and like her kind of like be able to shine and develop mm-hmm. as a as a as a person and as like a leader, even like as small as she is, um, we got less of a glimpse of like of Luke. So it, it would be cool. Like if they, you know, decide to explore that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm honestly hoping dude, like uh, I think there was some interview that came out today, but I saw a headline that, you know, both uh, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen have said like they, w- they want a season two. And they, I, they, I, I'm down, man. <laughs> I know, dude. I know. Like that's the thing. Like I mean, you, you can you can give me 15 seasons of this, and I'm yeah. and I'm all for it. Yeah. Um. Because I like, I want to see, I want to I want to see more Vader in his prime. Mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. see more Obi Wan. Um. We've even in the Clone Wars, like he where he ended up, where he's like throwing all these rocks at Vader. You're like, yeah. Holy freaking crap! We have not seen. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi used the force like this before. Right, right. <laughs> and I want more of it. Yeah. And like and that I I would love to see it. I feel like they open it up to where it's like, okay, well, he's not lacked to Tatooine. Because like originally before this series totally. came out, it was like, well, what could possibly bring him back? You know, and, and now we know, like, hey, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's fine, but while he was gone, he almost lost Luke. So I mean sure. there are like there there's always this risk that if he mm-hmm. leaves and he knows that and I was actually thinking at the end of this, I was like, I was thinking back over um, A New Hope and how like Luke just happens to like connect with him based off of like Leia's and uh, it's just, it's so like, Mm -hmm. it's so like cool and convenient and like strange the way it happens later on that you're like, this is, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the, so another thing that like refreshes in my brain where I'm like, man, this me- makes things in the, in the original trilogy more meaningful. Like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't detract it. It literally just like adds context and makes, makes you go, oh man, that's cool. Whenever they're being chased by Vader in a Star Destroyer, getting shot at, yeah. Leia is there and Obi-Wan leaves and saves them. Like basically like sins. And so whenever she's in exactly that exact situation again, yep. that's whenever she decides to call for Obi-Wan Kenobi's help. <laughs> yep. And it's like, it's like, man, that's a, that's a cool, interesting, like, oh man, I've been here before. Who, who could save us? Um, right. Obi-Wan, you know? <laughs> and, and they did, and they did, did a good job. Like exp- Explaining why she treats him and addresses him the way he, she does in a yep. new hope, like th- like that, he did that really super yep. well. Yeah, you oh, know? we have to be like, secretive about it. You know, yep. we can't can't let people know that we know each other. Yep. Yeah. Um, man, I mean, this thing just like and and, and this kind of goes back to dude, like um, we've talked before about how when you when you create something that's self contained that tells a good story, like in and of itself, that like you're going to be successful. 
Mm-hmm. And um, that's something like where I think the the original uh, movies do as well. I think uh, A New Hope, not A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back is probably the most like open-ended movie out of the original <laughs> series and the prequels. Yeah. I think that's something that's where like, that's something where uh, along with the speed at which they were turning them out, which Kathleen Kennedy has now said was the wrong thing to do. Other than the speed of the sequels, just the fact of how like non um, self contained mm-hmm. they were, mm-hmm. uh, I think like looking back on it is like another one of their problems yeah. and reasons they weren't as successful. And you know, and, and like I, I do wonder stories. sometimes like because Empire Strikes Back, that's a lot of people. Like I would say the majority of people who are like fans of Star Wars, like that original trilogy, like Empire Strikes Back is it ranks very highly on like the people's favorites list, you know, or at least very least is like, cause it contains some of the most memorable things in f- film, you know, in, in any yeah. film. And so if everybody's trying to make an empire strikes back, because like, that's their, you know, that's, mm, that's their thing. Yeah. That's their favorite thing. Then it's like, it just, kind of diminishes like you get diminishing returns off of that because you have to have like this solid core story set up you have to have like that kind of self-containedness of other things in order to make that one stand out though like the one where it like leaves on a cliffhanger everything is terrible like you have to kind of yeah you kind of got to have like the other things too because like think about even like force awakens it ends like the way that it ends like Force yeah, Awakens is like an Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah, agreed. So is Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, and then the Rise of Skywalker. It's like, well, there's like, it's like maybe halfway. That's like, it's it's like, I don't know. It kind of feel, feels sort of that way too. <laughs> yeah, it's like we won, but we lost. But we lost. Yeah, I, I know. And um, yeah, this just feels like so much better and just redeems a lot of things for me. Um, it doesn't like necessarily make the sequels better, but like if we can just li- live in this timeline more, and because we know where this kind of ends up, and so I don't feel like they can. It's not they can't they can't ruin it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. they're not they're not gonna make Obi Wan something that he's not because they can't. Like, yeah, because uh, we know where it goes and knows where it ends up. Know where yeah. it ends up. And that's part of the reason why, like Mandalorian, like the Mandalorian feels really good. I like like that's after like it's a new you character. Know. You're like you can do whatever you want. And exactly, like, I, but the, and there actually, are con- there are contextual things in there that enhance the original series. You know, right. like the whole like oh, whenever you visit Tatooine, like it's like oh no, we're talking sign language with the. Uh, with the uh, the Tuscan Raiders, you know, and it's, and it's just like those types of contextual things where you're like, ooh, this actually like really adds a layer of enhancement to some of what came before. So, yeah, yeah, man, um, I really liked all this, dude. I hope we get another another season of it. Like, I don't know why Disney wouldn't at this point, other than <laughs> like the, I don't know, like you yeah. know, I know it was expensive, but I also read this was the most watched. Uh, series on Disney Plus, mm. um, and uh, I think that, like, honestly, like there were, there's only upside here mm. if you tell as good of a story um, with with a second season. Yeah, I agree. Th- so something else I wanted to, uh, to mention before we kind of like wrap up or whatever um, that I thought about earlier, but then completely f- like slipped my mind whenever I had the chance to bring it up. Um, 
the actors, so uh, Hayden and Ewan McGregor, both talked about in interviews how they watched the Clone Wars, and they were like, "I we love like where those characters were in the Clone Wars," and so like the fact that we get kind of those tinges and we're like building off of those characters as they are as a whole. Oh, totally. It's it's very meaningful, you know, to me. Where it's like, I think in particular, like Hayden Christensen was like, "He's like, man, where they t- where they took Anakin in the Clone Wars? He's like, was he's like, is it adds like these really cool layers to that." Character character and yeah. like him bringing that in for the performance you know even though he like he wasn't as Anakin yeah. um, very rarely but him bringing that into this like really pays off in some really cool ways I mean I don't know if I've mentioned it um, uh, in regards to this series but like I mean even if the next series like they didn't do a Obi-Wan Kenobi season 2 but they did a Darth Vader series and like it was exploring more of like what, what they hinted at with um, with the emperor there, where like he was you know telling him if you if you can't get past your past, like yep. uh, there's gonna be problems basically, and that, yeah. like there's there's shades of that all the way into the original series. Yeah, all the way and, to Return of the Jedi. At the end of the Return yep. of the Jedi, whenever he's basically setting up Luke to replace Vader. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and all yeah, Luke strike has down to do. your father and you'll you know become the most powerful Jedi of all and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Um and and so like to to explore that more and like they've again they've kind of explored that stuff more in the comics where like I mean Vader goes in and out of good graces with the Emperor and yeah. um is yep. always trying to earn his respect and prove that he is again, it's all the same things. Vader, like Anakin's just the same no matter what, but prove that he is worthy of of uh the Emperor's trust and um that he is, you know, a a strong uh a strong Sith Lord and Yeah, like that he's the chosen kind of one. That he's the chosen one, yes. Um <laughs> I would love to see that explored a little bit more and kind of like see him wrestle with that. Yeah. It would be cool if it was like a Darth Vader series that then Obi-Wan shows up in kind of like the other way around. Mm, that would um, be really interesting. Yeah. You uh, know, but I, I want to see that explored in the comics. Like there's a lot of like, cause the, like the, uh, the Charles soul, Darth Vader comic that like kind of spans the first year and a half, two years of Vader. Um, is really a good read. Cause like he get, it talks about how he gets his lightsaber and how he like you know what he has to do for that to get that lightsaber um because it's not the same lightsaber and it's not just like one that he picked up off the ground or whatever um and then what like how he builds the the castle on um on the planet there like on uh, Mustafar and like why it's there and like there's a lot of baggage that that Vader kind of has and deals with there where he's even like in the whole like castle situation, he's even trying to bring like trying to visit the afterlife to bring someone back to life. Like, Hmm. and so, you know, obviously Amidala, but like, you know, it's like, there is this, like this complexity of that character, um, that as Vader, I would love to see in live action, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. I agree, dude. Well, do you, uh, do you have anything else you want to rate this thing? Man, I don't know. Dude. The music was great. Like that's the other thing. Like the oh, Han, yeah. like the, or the uh, John the, the the yeah the the John Williams theme for Obi Wan is so spectacular. And then the Natalie Holt like additions where she's like weaving together all of these different Star Wars themes. You yep. know, the only miss was like I I only got like a couple of hints of Duel of the Fates here and there, but like that was oh yeah, and that, and I'm okay with that. 
like yeah. this, like I, you know, I, I'm kind of like that immediately evokes Maul, Maul to me. Yeah, and I didn't really want to go there, but whenever yeah. like Obi Wan and uh, and Vader were about to fight, I'm like, are they doing this? <laughs> like, and it, and it was very similar to yeah. Duel of Fates, but it wasn't quite. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. It's basically like a thick texture, you know, the choir. And it's just like, okay, okay, yeah, I get you. I, I see what we're doing here, and I respect it. You know, and so, like, I just yeah. want to say, like, you know, for one of the, like, we had the uh, the Mandalorian has, like, a completely different uh, vibe musically yeah. than the original series. Like, this had, like, the most John Williams-y, like, score that I could possibly imagine without it being John. Like it's, she did such a great job of like, of marrying all of these different elements and the new things together. Um, yeah. So, I, just, yeah. I don't think it's as, I mean, it's very much like, you know, kind of what we've described sometimes with like uh, the MCU where like, yes, it feels very John Williams. It feels like, it feels like something that is like John Williams. It is not as good as, or as iconic as John Williams. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, and like yeah. you noticed, like you would notice whenever, like the John, whenever, whenever the uh, the Obi Wan theme that John Williams did uh, compose for right. this, like you would notice whenever that would come in, and you'd be like, yes. okay, yeah, uh, all I right. get it, okay. Um, but yeah, and like you know that happens in the other other movies as well, where it's like, okay, well, this is there's just like some some of that cinematic filler kind of stuff that happens, and uh, but yeah, like whenever they would, they would she would bring in the other themes and things like that, it was just like, man, this is like. This is just Star Wars, man. <laughs> oh yeah. In ways that other other things have, or it's like okay, the Mandalorian is the Mandalorian. It's very Star Warsy, but it's it's Mandalorian um, soundtrack. And then you have like the uh, kind of like the the other movies like Solo and stuff like that, where it's like mm, I don't remember anything from from the soundtrack of that movie really. <laughs> right. All right. Ready to rate this? I'm ready to rate this thing, man. What do what you, you rate this? Oh, what do I rate it? I'm gonna I'm gonna rate this a straight up ten. Yeah, yeah. I'm the I'm there with you, man. Like the way that it ramps up, the way that we end up, like as a whole, this is a ten. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I'm sure there are like if I watch it again, I'm gonna see problems. I'm gonna yeah. see like maybe some other stuff, and uh, you know, I, I could probably be convinced down to a, a nine point five. But at least sure. from what I wanted from this series, I th- I think it delivered. Yeah. Um, on every level. Um, I could nitpick here and there, but man, it's great. And that's the thing is like, you know, whenever I think about a 10, it's like, okay, that's like a masterpiece. And it's like, man, they threaded the needle incredibly well on this and landed it right where I was wanting it. Like, I don't care what anybody else wanted, (laughs) you know, like this landed the, like, this was like the bullseye right where I wanted it. Um, you know, and like, yeah, you're like, if you watch them episode to episode, like it weaves here and there and you're like, I don't know if this is going to get there. I don't know if this is going to get there, but that's just kind of good storytelling and television in some ways, you know? Totally. So for it to finally stick the landing, it was just like, Ooh, this is, that's great. And I do hope they do a season two, man, or a Vader series. Like you said. Yep. Same. All right. Well, uh, you can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com on social at Chris Wright 250. And John Wright 777. And at Stay on Target Pod. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.